When's the last time you heard a podcast that truly did not give a damn about what people thought or said? It's been a while, right? Welcome to No Filter Radio. No Filter Radio. We have freedom of speech. Too bad nobody else uses it. If we think it, if we think it, we say it. We say it. And we say it how we want. From cultural issues to political issues. As a matter of fact, we cover any issues. Open your ears as we open our huge mouths. This is No Filter Radio, and this is your host, Mark G. What's going on, No Filter Radio? Good Lord, it feels like it's been forever since I've been on for a show. So, yeah, let's go ahead and let's get in on that real quick, just to give everybody a quick update here. The uh, intro's just about done. There it goes. Um, Yeah, so life's been a little bit busy. It's been a little bit harder to get out a podcast, but here I am. Uh, it's eleven thirty East Coast Standard Time, and I'm finally getting a podcast out. Listen, as everybody knows, I run a business. I'm back to working seven days a week, so basically, I can try to squeeze in a podcast when I can, whether it be in the daytime with the screaming children or try doing it at night after I, I clean a few accounts and get home a little bit early, like I did tonight. Um. Also been kind of down and out. Had a few deaths within the family, uh, as well as a friend passed away. So things have been a little hectic, but here we are. So a couple interesting things have come up. Uh, Within the meantime, during the daytime, when I got some time to play around on my computer, I have created a new podcast called Bad News Caller. You can find the link uh, within the notes of the podcast if you are in Podbean. You can find it within the notes up here. Uh, Bad News Callers, a comedy type of podcast where basically you as listeners can submit information from the website at badnewscaller.com. You put in your name, your email address, the person you want us to call, their name, um, their phone number, and then, of course, you put in the message you want us to deliver to them. And the message can be whatever you want it to be as long as it's not racist um, does not provoke violence upon anybody, you know, other than a funny manner. Um, and yeah, it's all games. Um, it can be a blast. We did a little short mini episodes. We had a couple of submissions, so we got those out of the way. Kava should be in here momentarily and we will get the interview going with her. We got an interesting show with her today. Um, uh, she's going to be talking about something called Q fever. And for those who don't know, let me uh, pull this up real quick just to kind of give you a gist of what we're going to be talking about here. Because you know what's funny is I really haven't even had the time to look into uh, this Q fever. She sent me a link at one point for me to do some research, and I never did. I've uh, just been busy with life and have not been able to do it. So she is literally going to... Educate us here. For, let me give you a, um, a quick CDC, Center for Disease Control's uh, definition of this Q fever. Q fever is a disease caused by the bacteria uh, Coxilla bernatelli. This bacteria naturally infects some animals such as goats, sheep, and cattle. Seen by the term bacteria is found in birth products, i.e. placenta, antibiotic fluid, urine, feces, and milk of infected animals. People can get infected by breathing in dust that has been contaminated by infected animals, feces, urine, milk, and birth products. 
Some people never get sick. However, those who do usually develop flu-like symptoms, including fever, chills, fatigue, and muscle pain. Uh, I guess Savin knows a little bit more about this, and we're going to find out soon. I'm not sure if that's her who jumped in here. I don't think it is. Um, whoever's in here is a listener. Welcome to the show. We're just waiting on Sava right now to jump in. Uh, she is the one we'll be interviewing today and uh, having a discussion about this Q fever that I just gave the definition to. Uh, so I'm waiting for her and I'm trying to figure out how the hell I can kill some time. Oh, there she is. Thank God, because I don't know how much more time I can kill. One second here. Let me get her in here. Ah, what the? Colin, except it disappeared on me. All right. So we're bringing her in. There she is. All right, Sava, what's up? Hello. Hey. (laughs) I was under my, um, or I was incognito, and I was trying to sign in. (laughs) Gotcha. I was wondering who that random uh, gibberish was. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, basically, um, I went ahead and just gave out a definition. I'm sure you heard that. um, Not sure if you heard the talk Mm -hmm. about Bad News Caller, which is going to be our new sister podcast. Okay. Bad news sorry. caller, like uh, like callers and some on the telephone. Correct. So or- bad news caller is actually going to be more of a comedy slash fun type of podcast where I've already created the website, badnewscaller.com. Uh, basically, people go onto the website, they hit the contact link, they put in their name, their email address, and they put in the person's name, whoever they want me to give the message to, their phone number, and we call <laughs> and deliver a message. Whatever they want us to say, we tell it to the person. Oh, that sounds interesting. It is. So we had uh, three submissions already, basically friends and family. Um, so we're trying to build it up. So I figured I'll promote it a little bit on No Filter Radio. And, uh, yeah, get some people okay. out there to submit some submissions. And that will be a podcast that I just record, re- record during the daytime. And we'll also do it live on Podbean. Hopefully get some live listeners on. Nice. But otherwise, okay. Q-Fever, what do you got for us? Yeah. All righty. <clears throat> so, I'm just adjusting my headphones. Okay, thank you for having me on. Um, this is something that I really try to get the word out because it is just so, it's so crazy how it's just very, very similar, if not exactly the same as the COVID-19 sickness is described. Uh, almost in and out. Um, so let's see. Right now so Q fever. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, we, I was just reading the definition from the CDC and stuff. It definitely does sound like uh, mm-hmm. COVID. Yes. And I am very surprised because I, I do a lot of research on this topic, um, not just Q fever, but um, COVID-19 itself. Um, and, uh, it's led me down a lot of different rabbit holes. Um, but it, it just floors me how I seem to be the only human being on this planet that's making this connection. I've, I've really searched like all through telegram and I've looked online. No one seems to be making or connecting these dots. But anyways, um, let's see, where shall I start? So I guess I'll just start with telling you about, um, uh, so 
it's so Q fever is caused by a bacteria called Coxiella burnetti. And it's sorry. I say you pronounce it better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at first I was pronouncing it Coxiella burnettii because it has two eyes at the end. So I wasn't sure how to pronounce that. But then I heard someone else say Bernetti and I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) I'm going to start saying it like that. But, um, uh, so I also, they also call it C Bernetti. So that is for short. And, uh, so it was discovered by two different doctors, um, in different countries. Um, but then at one point, I guess they discovered that they were dealing with the same pathogenic agent when they were describing their sicknesses. Uh, it's a, it's a highly infectious, um, bacteria that, um, it's actually one of the most, uh, infectious, uh, in ratio to, to low dosage known to man, man. So you just need a little tiny bit of it to become infected. And it has flu-like symptoms. Uh, I can have a prolonged fever. And uh, I've, I've written it down somewhere, um, the side-by-side comparison between COVID-19 symptoms and the Coxiella Bernetti symptoms. And I mean, it's just spot on. The only thing that I found to be something that is worth looking into deeper is the loss of sense of smell and taste um but the the uh q fever could actually cause lymphoma and uh lymphoma can cause someone to lose their sense of smell and taste and there's lots of different kinds of lymphoma i haven't gone too deep into that particular subject but i know that you know there's you know the type of lymphoma that can be ongoing for a long time it could be acute and so on and so forth so i'm definitely going to look into that one more but that could definitely explain that um that uh, difference in symptoms um as described in uh the um um what do i want to call them the sources that are provided to us and so um, I, I felt so the, how I discovered Q fever, I was actually going down the QAnon rabbit hole and I was I was investigating QAnon itself and trying to decode that part of it. And so I was just typing in Q and just kind of going on down the line. And I just happened to stumble, stumble across this Q fever. And I mean, my head spun when I found it. I was like, what is this? This is so weird. And so for the past, like, almost two years now, I guess, uh, I've just been kind of touching on it here and there. Um, and so like, at first, I really got into it, and I was researching it. Then it, I kind of, like, um, I guess, not lost interest, but it just the whole topic kind of grew cold. But then something happened, oh, gosh, and my mind is going blank right now, but just recently within the past like couple months, something happened that reminded me of it. And, and I'm thinking maybe it has to do with the spontaneous abortions that are happening with the, the um, adverse effects of the uh, COVID-19 vaccines. Are you familiar with that? I am not actually. I, I haven't really heard anything about the um, stuff happening as far as the pregnancy goes. 
Okay, so as far as pregnancy goes, uh, there are very high numbers, record numbers of spontaneous abortions and stillbirths happening. And it's just an alarming number, um, way more than usual. <clears throat> and I, I think that's what prompted me to come back to this Q fever topic. Uh, and also, um, so acute symptoms of this um, Q fever is myocarditis, endocarditis, um, which has been also um, a common, uh, uh, commonly reported adverse effect from the COVID-19 vaccine. Yep. Yeah. And also, so in the beginning, um, they were saying that uh, those who are more at risk for developing COVID-19 were men, which also coincides with Q fever. Um, so where Q fever originated was in a slaughterhouse in Queensland, Australia. I think that's when they first discovered like the, the outbreak. And uh, so, I mean, mostly men, I guess, worked in those areas. And also you can, you can get Q fever from farms because it, so it originated in uh, like animals like sheep and goats and cattle. Um, but then it moved on to, uh, to rodents and then mammals and humans. And it could even be found in dogs and cats. Um, and I'm pretty sure it, uh, any hooved animal. And that would, so, so if, if, if so I won't jump ahead. Hold on. I won't jump ahead. <laughs> I always do that. <laughs> so, so originally in Queensland, uh, Australia. And I think that's where the Q began because uh, they didn't want to uh, uh, offend the Queensland people. But you know how like Trump calls the um, coronavirus, the, the, the China virus, yep. you know, so I guess it might've been offensive. I'm not sure. But uh, it originated from China. So. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, so uh, yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. I, I will. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I what I keep trying to say in a little bit. But um, so so um, they were researching this, and then it started spreading. It's basically been a worldwide. Um, it, it's it's been everywhere except for New Zealand. And. Got a case Sorry? of it either. Looks like New Hampshire's never got a case of it either. Oh, really? New Hampshire, huh? Yeah, it's kind of weird because as you're talking, I'm looking at the map here as far as the CDC geography map goes. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's showing New Hampshire as the only state that hasn't got it. It looks really heavy in the Midwestern states. Mm. Maybe because there's a lot of farming there or something? That'd be my guess, but yeah. Okay, so, so, um, so you can get it uh, by uh, consuming raw or unpasteurized dairy. And you can get it from being downwind from the spores of it. In certain conditions, it can, um, it, it releases itself into the air like an aerosolic spore. And so usually that's how people get it is they breathe it in and, um, you can also get it from tick bites. Um, uh, oh yeah, and you can also get you can also um, spread it to the fetus from the mother 
in birth. Um, <clears throat> so I, I, I don't have like anything in front of me. I'm just like going off top, but I, I have stuff on my phone here too. But anyways, I'm going to you off guard with the quick shows. Oh, no, that, that's quite all right. I'm always, so the, the, no matter how much research and everything I do, I always go through this like 10, 15 minute, you know, awkward phase in the beginning, <laughs> but I'll, I'll get into it. So, um, so anyway, so, so, so the kicker for me about this Coxiella Brunetti Q fever is that uh, after it was discovered and these lab people played around with it, uh, different nations decided, hey, let's assess this as a bioweapon. <laughs> so what they did in, uh, in, in, I think it was the 1960s under the JFK administration, um, uh, they decided to experiment with it um, on the soldiers uh, in the Gulf War. And so it was called Project 112. And only it was called Project 112 because it was the 112th project of a certain number of projects that they were going to do with other things. But this particular project with the Q fever um, is called SHOD. Uh, and that's an acronym for, ah, dang it, I should have had it. Oh, I have it. It's like a ship. So it's about being on a ship. Ship something. Of course, I can't find it. Oh. So ship, da, 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 da. I'll find it in a second. But anyways, so Project 112 under Project Shod. Um, uh, so they, yeah, they released it um, out on the boats uh, with the soldiers. And so a lot of like um, Navy uh, came into contact with it. And also um, even um, the Air Force uh, and other soldiers. And uh, so the, these soldiers who came in contact and got chronic Q fever, which is just like a reoccurring prolonged um, sickness or uh, like, a, like a fever. And then it causes other things like, um, like a heart disease and, and valve disease where they would end up having to get like valve replacements in their hearts and everything. And so they actually decided to release classify, or they actually decided to declassify uh, this information about the assessment of these bioweapons in 2000 um, um, because the VA basically, you know, petitioned to, to do that so that they could treat these um, these vet veterans properly. Uh, <clears throat> so, let's see. So yeah, so it was developed as a bioweapon, and um, it this particular bacteria can is it's very resilient, and it can live in the soil, the grass, different surfaces for many months, and uh, is infectious and it becomes a spore in really cold or really hot and dry um, environments. And it, it will also release itself as a spore when it, when it is affected by harmful radiation in the environment. Uh, so all these things 
it's just, it's like all the arrows are pointing to this COVID-19 sickness. And I, I'm, I'm really not sure why it wasn't deemed a pandemic back then because it spread over the, it was pretty much over the course of a few decades, but I mean, it spread worldwide and nobody seemed to, you know, be scared or, you know, at least not like they are with this uh, COVID-19 outbreak anyways. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I like to say that I believe that this is what is actually causing all these sicknesses in people, given that it's so similar. Right, and maybe some with COVID-19 tied with that with another virus as well. Say that again. Do you think that this could be mutated with another virus, which in the return created the COVID-19? Um, so your mic keeps going in and out and I can't. You know, yeah, like it's because I keep forgetting to put the mic close to my mouth when I talk. <laughs> um, okay. okay. So would you say that you're thinking that this um, Q fever is mixed with another virus as well, um, with another virus as well, as well to create oh. COVID-19? in order to give the other symptoms and side effects that you're seeing, which would make it one super virus? Well, so what I've learned about viruses is that um, they're really just theoretical. And, um, and so that the whole virus concept is kind of up in the air for me right now. Um, but I could totally see this as something that they have been because um, they actually did, you know, test it in, in laboratories and stuff. And um, and it, I'm, if this is something that they were messing around with, with their gain of function research, they probably figured out like how much and what type or variables are needed in order to infect the way that they want it to infect and um there there's been a lot of work with this actually there they even came up with a vaccine for it which was actually banned in in the u.s but is still available in australia currently Uh, and i think it was banned because it was having too many adverse effects of course, it's very difficult for me to find, it has been difficult for me to find like um, good articles on that um, particular part of this subject. Um, but I could totally see, you know, that this being something that's involved and um, it can be, you know, released or leaked or whatever so very easily and it's so in- infectious. And the fact that it lives for so long, um, just on any surface, um, and that you know, it's it's so easily obtainable too, because it's like livestock can develop it very easily somehow. I don't know where it original originates, like beyond the livestock. but the fact that the, they did all these things with it and developed it as a bioweapon, and then it just kind of 
disappeared into the shadows of information. Like, no, they didn't really talk about it much. And I'm sure they had a lot of loopholes so that they had could keep it all classified. Um, and there's, there's some other things that I wanted to touch on as well. Uh, there's one thing that did throw me off a little bit is the surfaces, since we now found out that COVID doesn't really last on surfaces as much as we thought it did. I mean, right yeah that's what they this new variant that's come out too i call it the transformer variant but also known as omicron um <laughs> it's supposedly less deadlier more contagious but not as deadly of course they're trying to push it as the unvaccinated it's still deadlier but for the vaccinated it's not as deadly i, I oh yeah yeah i'm definitely I, I think they're just trying to push this vaccine this mrna oh, yeah. which has a lot of money in play, a lot of money in play. This is a money play more than anything. Yes. And, and, and so it's, it's, it's so many things, but it's definitely financially driven. Uh, but ultimately beyond fine, fine, like money, it's really power that these oligarchs are seeking. And not just because not just for the fact that, to have the power, um, but for safety, because, you know, we got a lot of pretty intelligent people in, in, in the, the, uh, human organisms and, um, and we're on to them and we have been for quite some time now. I've been researching conspiracy theories, uh, for probably like four or five years now. So when this whole COVID thing hit, it really blew my mind because I just really studied it just for fun. I just thought it was interesting. Um, but seeing everything like the new world order and everything kind of come into play in real life, uh, it's, it's scary. And, and it's like, whatever I thought life was before it's, it's, it's everything is questionable at this point. And we all used and to tease Alex sad. Jones and call Alex Jones crazy. <laughs> now we're sitting back saying, "Holy shit, Alex Jones was onto something." Yeah. yeah, and David Ike and and um so many other people. There's uh, something uh William. Oh, dang, I can't remember his name. I have the most horrible memory, but um. There's some things that I wanted to bring up about this Q fever. Oh, first of all, do you have any questions? No, I mean, everything you said is pretty much what I what I was able to read up on in my crazy life that I'm currently living, but. So, uh, let me see. So, so, this can actually get into your system and it can sit in your system protected, actually because of its fatty acid um, lining uh, and then it gets surrounded by your body's microphage, uh, it protects it and it kind of sits in your system and you can also pass it on in, in that first phase to other people. That's when it's most infectious. But once that acidic layer breaks down, and then the genome becomes um, uh, compromised. It is no longer infectious. 
but it can sit in your system like the incubation period. I can never read my own handwriting. I think it's about it says about ninety days. Um, Which that would kind of coexist well for a majority of people. COVID can stick in their system. Excuse me. They can test positive for COVID for 90 days after uh, they've been affected with COVID. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and that, oh, that's, yeah. Thank you for reminding me about the testing. So, so, uh, so what they used, um, especially on the livestock to diagnose the Q fever is uh, the PCR test. Which I thought was very interesting, and um, I actually did see with my own two eyes um, official documents um, order order forms for it. It said COVID nineteen testing apparatus, and countries all over the world ordering a ton of these, and this was published in two thousand eighteen. And then two days later, after I saw it with my own two eyes, and I, I kicked myself so hard for not like taking snapshots and stuff, um, they went in and they updated it and they changed it to medical testing apparatuses. And they put a disclaimer that was in legalese, of course, basically saying that, you know, like whatever was here before, like cannot be used for anything officially in the future. Like this is what is here now and this is what is official. Um, did you ever hear of that? I did not actually. Okay. Yeah. And man, oh man, I, I even cried when, when I went back to look at it and it was like, it was the 27th of November, 2020, I think it was. And oh no, it was November 20, 27th when they updated it. And man, it, it was like, it was crazy, but someone else did have screenshots of it. That's how I discovered it. So, because I, I went to that actual site and I looked at it, and um, but I could not find that other person's post with with the uh, screenshots, um, and also so it is um, it is um, treated with dox doxychloroquine, dioxychloroquine, and hydrochloroquine. Um, it goes highly undiagnosed, yet there um, is a lot. There's like 200 at least cases reported in the U.S., but because of the symptoms being, you know, so like other common ailments, and usually this is actually something people usually get over if they have a, a healthy immune system, so they can overcome these acute symptoms pretty quickly, and so it often goes um, misdiagnosed. Um, but it could also turn into a chronic reoccurring like retro disease um that will you know just keep coming back i think i don't know if you know anybody who gets the flu or cold every year just really horribly um it's, it's similar to that and so my theory is that uh this has been actually in our environment for quite some time and the beautiful thing about human beings is that we're highly adaptable and so if we're exposed to, you know, increments of things over time, we can adapt to it. We can, you know, become, you know, build up our immunities against it. Um, and um, what I'm seeing with, with this 
pandemic and these inoculations with the COVID-19 shots um, is that these the people who are having certain adverse effects, I think, are being dosed with a high dose of this Coxiella Bernetti. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> um, and uh, I don't think that all of the, the shots are created the same. I think that some of them might not have much ingredients in them at all. And some of them have like the very deadly ingredients. And that would also explain their theory of shedding from, from the people who are vaccinated, um, causing ailments in the people uh, that in their immediate family. Um, yeah. Cause once, once someone gets it in their system, they can spread it around before they have any symptoms. <clears throat> like for um, up to several months. But uh, man, I had this piece of paper. I wrote everything on it and this is not it. But anyways, um, <laughs> so um, is there anything uh, that I've left out that you've been waiting for me to say that I haven't said yet? No, not at all. I mean, like I said, you're kind of educating me today. I mean, I did a little <laughs> bit of research here and there. Mm -hmm. um, but my life's been so busy. I was like, eh, I'm just going to let her educate me and talk to me about this virus that I haven't heard about. Because I was talking to my brother about it. And originally when I said Q fever, he was like, mm -hmm. oh, QAnon. I'm like, no, Q fever. I yeah. have like, a fever. So you, know, oh. you mentioned the word Q and everybody's like, oh, QAnon. Yeah. So so this is how I discovered. Did I touch on this yet? I don't think I did. Oh, yeah, I did. I told you. I went down the rabbit hole. And I don't think that there's any connection because i've watched all the fall of the cabals even the, the new one that came out all the sequels and everything i don't know if you've seen that <laughs> i've seen the, the fall of the cabal it's very interesting documentary making a lot of claims um yet i think that it's telling a lot of truth however a lot of what it's saying could be researched um by each individual just for um you know clarity um but like there's so in the fall of the cabal, it explains the cabal and everything in the UN and and it talks about, you know, Q, Q is quite possibly like QAnon is quite possibly, you know, JFK Jr. who may have faked his death and stayed alive and then is working in, uh, in the shadows to combat the cabal and, and has um, uh, collaborated with Donald Trump in doing so um that's an but i i yeah that's that's what the fall of the cabal is claiming actually um but um yeah i don't i don't know about any of that for sure however um it did lead me to find this and and given all the information that is available um um at the tips of our fingers I'm just really surprised that no one's talking about it. And there was actually, I don't know if you saw on my channel on Telegram, there was a, a clip from a mainstream news broadcast uh, bringing up um, the, the ri rise in the Q fever. And so they were explaining how to, you know, maybe prevent becoming sick from it. 
Um, Talking about the doctor one there that I see. Yeah. 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 Um, Let's see. There is. um, Well, you know what I can do here? Because I'm actually going to go grab something. Let me go. And I'm going to connect to the Bluetooth. Okay. Let me see. Go to advance. Bluetooth. And I was thinking maybe if you wanted me to, I could play a clip from um, a couple of these videos that I have on my channel. Do you think that would be. I was actually right now. The, well, I'm, oh. I'm, tying, I'm tying into the Bluetooth right now through my okay. my switchboard, so the sound will be direct linked right into the board. Oh, um, perfect! If I'm in the queue fever, which one would you like me to play? Okay, so I'm trying to locate my channel right now. Gotcha. I have so many subscriptions on Telegram; it's ridiculous. Right now. What's that? I'm looking at the doctor one right now. Yeah, go ahead and play that. All right. I'll mute myself. Well, playing, I'll be right back. Okay. Let's make sure. In our health alert tonight, a new study reveals more patients are coming down with something called Q fever. And it is a little known disease. So we brought in our chief health editor, Dr. Partha Nandy, to explain what it is and how people catch it. Doctor, thank you for joining us as always. Oh, my pleasure, Glenda. So Q fever, right? What is it? It's short for Curie fever, which is a disease caused by a bacteria called Coxiella burnetti. Now, this bacteria is found naturally in cattle, goats, and sheep. And this bacteria can infect folks through direct contact with livestock that is carrying the bacteria. And it's also possible to get it simply by breathing in contaminated dust particles that easily blow long distances with the wind. So, Doc, why do they think that severe cases are more common than expected? Well, Alan, taking a look at the research, of the 20 patients who were diagnosed with Q fever, three developed chronic cases and two unfortunately died. Now, 20 seems like like not a lot, right? But these numbers are a lot higher than the national average. And the real concern is that Q fever is seriously underdiagnosed. And part of the reason is because the symptoms are are flu-like, so fevers, chills, muscles, muscle aches, vomiting, all pretty nonspecific. So people usually don't know they have it. And the blood work that detects it can take weeks uh, for a proper diagnosis while the disease progresses. Now, complications, right, can lead to inflammation of the liver, the lungs, the central nervous system, and endocarditis, which is a life-threatening, potentially life-threatening infection of the heart valves. So, Dr. Nandy, how do you avoid contracting this bacteria? So, Glenda, there's presently no vaccine to prevent Q fever. So anyone who works with these animals should really take extra precautions to minimize the risk. But for everyone else like us, the most obvious way is to avoid direct contact with livestock and their bodily fluids. But also be aware if you visit downwind of a farm where ideal conditions exist, you could be at increased risk. And lastly, I'd recommend you avoid drinking raw milk or unpasteurized products from these animals as they may be carrying the germ. If you have any questions, obviously talk to your your doctor, and if we see any more cases, we'll let you know right away. Please do. Thank you, Dr. Nandy. Oh, my pleasure. There's that one. Okay, and then there's the YouTube one where this uh, guy explains it. And you know what? I've noticed that my videos keep getting... um, uh, deleted from here. Are you talking about the one with the brown border? Um, oh, is that a, okay? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and play that one. That's a good one. Okay.
Coxiella burnettii is a short, gram-negative rod that causes a disease called Q fever. This bacteria is highly resistant to environmental stressors, including high temperatures and ultraviolet light, and spreads to humans from mammals like cows, so Q fever is considered a zoonotic infection. Now, Coxiella burnettii is gram-negative, meaning that its cell wall has a thin peptidoglycan layer, so it cannot retain a stain called crystal violet stain. Instead, it stains pink with safranin dye used during gram staining, so it looks like a little pink rod under the microscope. C. burnettii is also non-modal, and it can undergo endosporulation when it feels threatened by the environment, like when the temperature becomes too high or too low, in case of extreme dryness, or when there's harmful radiation around. Sign up for a free trial today and watch the full video on osmosis.org. I think. And then there's that one other video. Um, uh, Watch says, a disease from farm animals. A disease from farm animals, yeah. Okay. Hey, everyone. This lesson is on the infectious disease known as Q fever. In this lesson, we're going to talk about what this condition is. We're also going to talk about how it can be transmitted, what are some of the risk factors. We're also going to talk about signs and symptoms, how we can diagnose it, and how we can treat it. So Q fever, Q, really means query. It is a query fever. It is a very rare and interesting condition that is quite variable in its clinical presentation. It is a zoonotic illness due to infection by the gram-negative bacteria known as Coxiella burnetti. Coxiella burnetti is an intracellular pleomorphic rod, and it is in the classification known as proteobacteria. Transmission of this bacteria can occur as follows. So Coxiella burnetti is... Oops, stand by. Audio issues. A bacteria go. that infects cows, goats, and sheep, but it can infect other animals and humans via inhalation and ingestion of spores of the bacteria or via a tick bite. So the tick can carry the bacteria as well and then infect an individual with the Coxiella burnetti. Also, ingestion of raw milk and or goat cheese may infect individuals as well. In certain instances, an individual who is pregnant who has infection of Coxiella burnetti can actually pass it on through vertical transmission to their offspring. So a vertical transmission from mother to infant can also occur. And interestingly, this bacteria is worldwide and it is worldwide except for New Zealand. So New Zealand does not appear to be affected by Q fever or Coxiella burnetti. Now some of the influencing factors for the presentation of Q fever are as follows. Age is a big one. Age can change the clinical presentation of Q fever. In older adults, older adults are more likely to be symptomatic with Q fever than younger adults. So younger adults may not even have symptoms. Gender can also influence the clinical presentation of Q fever. So men are more likely to be symptomatic than women. And interestingly, pregnant women are least likely to be symptomatic. And another influencing factor for the clinical presentation of Q fever is geographic location. So some symptoms are more likely to occur in different geographic areas. So some areas of the world, hepatitis is more common. And in other parts of the world, pneumonia is a more common clinical presentation. We'll talk a bit more about that in the next couple of slides. So what are some of the risk factors of Q fever? Some of the risk factors for getting Q fever are the following. Exposure to endemic areas. So this makes sense. If you're in an area with a lot of Coxiella burnetti, you're more likely to be infected by it. Farm animal contact. We mentioned that cows, goats, and sheep are often reservoirs for this bacteria. So if you have contact with farm animals, you want to make sure you wash your hands properly. 
and again, especially sheep, goats, and cows. Proximity to contaminated farms. So even if you're not in direct contact with the farm animals themselves, if you are downwind from a contaminated farm, you may actually become infected with this, even just through inhalation of the spores. Abattoir workers are also at higher risk for Q fever and veterinarians, so individuals that are exposed to animals in general. And interestingly, there has even been cases where healthcare workers who are exposed to humans who are infected with this can also become infected with Q fever as well. So what is the pathogenesis of Q fever? The pathogenesis is as follows. The bacteria survive as a spore-like structure in the environment, allowing it to survive for prolonged periods of time. And oftentimes it can live in the soil and grass for months, and it can be infective even while it is surviving in this environment. An individual becomes infected via inhalation ingestion of aerosols or by a tick bite or through ingestion of other things like raw milk or raw cheese. So again, the spores can be inhaled or ingested by an individual. And then what happens is there's a long variable incubation period, nine to 40 days, but on average is about 20 days. And the Coxiella burnetti bacteria lives and multiplies in acidic vacuoles within macrophages. So when you get infected with the bacteria, your macrophages... Can't destroy Whoops, the bacteria. Sorry and about what that. happens is I they get trapped in autophagosomes and autolysosomes. They sit within the macrophages. And because they're in this acidic vacuoles, the autophagosomes, autolysosomes, they are protected from destruction. And what's interesting about Coxiella burnetti is that it exhibits what we call an antigenic variation or phase variation. So it can go from phase one to phase two. Phase one is while it is infecting animals. So phase one is when it is very infectious. And in fact, it can infect people or animals with even just one bacterium. Phase two is when its lipopolysaccharide capsule becomes altered. And when this happens, when it's in phase two, it's non-infectious. So when an individual has become infected, they have gone through the incubation period, what are some of the clinical presentation or what are some of the signs and symptoms? So before I move on to signs and symptoms, I want to say that around 60% of individuals are asymptomatic. So even if they are infected, they may not produce symptoms. The other 40% can get flu-like symptoms. So what happens is the flu-like symptoms are the most common acute manifestation. It usually has an abrupt onset where it's a self-limited infection that lasts around two weeks. And it is characterized by the following. High-grade fevers, chills, sweats, usually 40 degrees Celsius, so very high fevers. And the fevers can last one to three weeks. Again, maybe two-week range. Fatigue's a very common complaint with individuals. So they're very fatigued, very tired. Myalgia, so muscle aches and cramps. Headaches can be very severe with this as well, and they can get associated photophobia, so sensitivity to light. Other clinical features include the following. Hepatitis, so we can talk about transaminitis. Transaminitis is just elevations of liver enzymes, and the elevations in liver enzymes are generally low-grade. They're usually two to three times the upper limit of normal. Hepatomegaly, or an enlarged liver, can occur, but jaundice does not typically occur. Liver granulomas can occur as well. So if you were to take a biopsy of one of these liver granulomas, they would have the description of donut-like. And the clinical presentation of hepatitis occurs more commonly in Europe. And another clinical presentation is where an individual comes in with pneumonia. So this typically occurs with older patients who are immunocompromised. What happens is they get a mild non-productive cough. They may have associated pleural effusion, but this is uncommon. And they have pleuritic chest pain 
and dyspnea. So pleuritic chest pain is when they take a deep breath and they have a pain when they take a deep breath in. Dyspnea is shortness of breath. So mild non-productive cough with some pleuritic chest pain and shortness of breath can be a common clinical scenario with regards to Q fever. And this occurs more commonly in North America. Some other clinical features include acute endocarditis. This can occur in acute or chronic Q fever. It has an autoimmune complication or component with regards to the presentation of this, and it is associated with antiphospholipid antibody syndrome. Other manifestations of Q fever can include pericarditis and myocarditis, encephalitis or meningitis, and even skin rashes that are generally maculopapular in description. So again, Q fever is incredibly variable with regards to its clinical presentation, and that is just the acute clinical features. There are also chronic signs and symptoms as well, so we can have a persistent Q fever infection. It occurs in 1-5% to of patients who have Q fever. Generally, they are patients who are immunocompromised, pregnant, have prosthetic joints, or have vascular disease. And endocarditis is the most common manifestation of a chronic Q fever. And what we typically find is that if we were to draw blood cultures, they are negative. So it is a culture negative endocarditis. Cardiovascular infection can occur as well. So they can have fever, abdominal pain, weight loss. Bone and joint infections can be common. Pericardial effusions can also occur. Pulmonary interstitial fibrosis can occur. Hepatic dysfunction can occur that can even lead to cirrhosis. And the patient can be at an increased risk of amyloidosis with a chronic Q fever infection. Associated with chronic Q fever are increased risks of lymphoma and ischemic stroke just because of all of the underlying inflammatory processes occurring with a chronic Q fever infection. So as you can see, Q fever can have incredibly variable clinical presentations. That's why it is so hard to diagnose and to treat. So how do we actually do that? If we were to look at laboratory findings, some of the laboratory findings include elevated liver enzymes. We mentioned this before, two to three times upper limit of normal. We can see elevated alkaline phosphatase levels. We can see leukocytosis, so high white blood cell count. We can see thrombocytopenia and anemia of chronic disease, especially in chronic Q fever. We can see increased CPK and ESR. We can see antiphospholipid antibodies and even anti-smooth muscle antibodies. And as we mentioned before, blood cultures are usually negative because Coxiella burnetti is an incredibly difficult bacteria to culture. So how do we make the diagnosis? The diagnosis can occur through serology and indirect immunofluorescence assay. Acute infections can be diagnosed through looking at the antiphase 2. So we can see that it's greater than or equal to 1 to 200 for IgG and greater than or equal to 1 to 50 for IgM. And we follow the antiphase 2 IgG over time. This is how we follow the infection. For persistent and chronic infection, we look at a multitude of things. So these individuals might have anti-mitochondrial antibody positive, anti-smooth muscle antibody positive. And as I mentioned before, they can have antiphospholipid antibody positive all of these without a known rheumatologic disorder. And we can look at antiphase 1 IgG, which is greater than 1 to 800. And this is one of the due criteria for endocarditis. And phase 2 IgG is usually greater than 1 to 1600. So how do we treat it and manage Q fever? So treatment of acute Q fever can occur with the antibiotic doxycycline. And we usually use doxycycline for two weeks with an acute Q fever. We don't use doxycycline for children less than eight years old or pregnant women. And in these cases, we would use SEPTRA. 
for chronic Q fever, chronic Q fever is notoriously difficult to treat. So, so with a chronic Q fever, we use doxycycline and we add hydroxychloroquine to it and we treat these individuals for at least 18 months. So these are incredibly long periods of time, so a year and a half. Or if they can't tolerate the hydroxychloroquine, we can use doxycycline and a fluoroquinolone. But if we use a fluoroquinolone, we have to treat them for three to four years. So these are incredibly long treatment periods for an individual with chronic Q fever. And the way we can tell that we have a clinical cure for Q fever is when the phase one IgG titer is less than one to the 200. And it doesn't end there. Even if we cure the Q fever, some individuals may experience what is called post Q fever fatigue syndrome. Post Q fever fatigue syndrome occurs in approximately 20% of patients. And these patients can have ongoing issues with severe fatigue, nausea, headaches, night sweats, myalgias, lymphadenopathy, arthralgias, sleeping disruption, and impaired short-term memories. So even after treating Q fever, patients may have this syndrome which can be debilitating as well. So if you want to learn more about other infectious diseases, please check out my infectious disease playlist. And if you haven't already, please consider liking, subscribing, clicking the notification bell to help support the channel. And as always, thanks so much for watching and I hope to see you next time. So kind of like the long-term COVID haulers that they call them. Mm. Yeah, people can be asymptomatic um, for uh, quite some time. Um, or, or are you talking about the chronic? Yeah, infections? I was talking about the long-term haulers. I was talking about the chronic people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny. He should have been talking for at least another minute. I would have been finished chewing. I saw how long that video was. I'm like, <laughs> oh, this is a good time to snack. All good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Um, of course, there's a lot of... Um, um, technical, scientific terminology type stuff you can get into. Um, one thing that jumped out at me uh, just recently, though, it mentioned something about, uh, let me find it, T, T lymphomocyte memory. Um, so I need to see if that is connected to the T cells that they're saying the COVID virus attaches um, to. Them. Yeah. So uh, that's definitely something I'm going to look into. But uh, I think it's really important that people have this information because it's, it's important to consider all information. Um, uh, before actually concluding on what these so-called experts are saying this all is. Right. And I'm also one of those people who, who is very suspicious of chemtrails or contrails, whatever you want to call them. Um, I fear that, you know, this Coxiella Bernetti could be possibly being, you know, just rained on us on purpose like they could you know make different areas of the world like contract this fever or this this sickness by doing that and coxiella bernetti could definitely be the agent that would um that would survive that and then be able to still infect mammals and um and other animals 
you, did you ever do you remember ever hearing about the the wild deer that tested positive for COVID nineteen? I did. We actually just had some deer here in Maine uh, test positive for some type of virus. It was kind of weird. So they told hunters uh, not to eat the deer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that. So that would explain. Um, because if not coming from the air, from these planes, it could just be naturally somehow occurring because it is uh, one of the origins is from hooved um, animals. Right. Um, yeah, so it, it's interesting because but I was um, reading an article on my way home from work today, actually. I didn't really touch too much on it because I just you know came across it. But... Here, I'll bring it up. So it was talking about um, when they were assessing this bacteria in their labs, when they were first kind of getting to know it, um, they discovered like different, uh, I don't want to say that buzzword, but um, <laughs> but like variants. <laughs> um that affects different kinds of mammals differently. So there could be stronger and weaker variants of this that could be implemented. Um, of course, of people, the immune uh, people who have weaker immune systems, such as the older people, which, which kind of makes sense as well. Yeah. And yeah. Children. And then, yeah. Oh yeah, and that's another thing. So, so it it tends to affect, um, like men and then uh, the elderly, right? And the right. fact that you know in the beginning those were also the people that were most at risk, according to the the CDC, what what they were saying for the QF or the COVID nineteen. Um, I remember distinctly making that connection. Uh, when I heard that and then now that it's supposedly affecting more people leads me to think that they're putting out stronger uh, variants of this um, bacteria, either that or it really is shedding from well, it's the, the so-called vaccines and then the shedding thereof the vaccines um, now amongst the public. So we're going to pause for a second because I have a little plug that I'm going to kind of advertise a little bit about who listen to the show all the way through. Um, just so everybody knows out there, I am working on right now getting a certain person on our show. If everybody listens to the song, Fuck Joe Biden, and you know who that artist is, I'm currently talking to this artist and scheduling a time for him to come on the show. And if you're sitting there and having a hard time, yes, I'm talking about Burden. So right now we're in the talks and trying to figure out how we're going to get Burden on the show, obviously either through Podbean or if we're going to do a video podcast. But Burden will be coming on No Filter Radio in the very near future. With that being said, let's get back to the show. That's a funny uh, name, <laughs> Burden. Burden. Have you ever heard his song? <laughs> yeah. Is, let's go, Brandon. No, nope, no. Nope. Or is it different? It is different. Hold on one second here. I can play a clip without getting copyright infringement. <laughs> um, let's see here. He's an underground artist too, which kind of helps you out a little bit. 
Uh, let's try playing the new one. Just because the new one is... Uh, of course, hold on. Tom McDonald pulled up. That now that that's another person I'd love to get on the show. I would love to get Tom McDonald on the show. All right, here we go. And divide us ourselves. Hey, no, no, what the fuck? That's freaking Tom McDonald, fake woke. Here we go. Yeah, hey, fuck you, Pelosi. Oh. Fuck you, Kamala. Oh. Ain't no Bill Beck. Better fuck you, Obama. Fuck all them Clintons and fuck Biden too. If it's that's cold, bread in hell, fuck bread and two. Say it with me now. Fuck your Biden. Yeah, fuck your Biden. Yeah, fuck your Biden. Yeah, fuck your Biden. Yeah, Biden got the There's that one. And th- if you don't hear that one, he, his original one, that one's a uh, fuck Joe Biden too. And then he actually okay. has. Oh, it's a. Badass song. I crank it and the dirty looks I get in my soccer mom van is phenomenal. Of course, I also fly a flag in the back of my van. I guess you can say I'm redneck, uh, but that's okay. Uh, what the hell? I'm trying to find it because I'm sure you've <laughs> probably heard him. It's one of those things like I blast a shit ton of music. Oh, whatever. Screw you. Oh, wait. Here it is. Fuck Biden, they gon' try to censor this one, yeah. Fuck Biden, stop whispering in little kids' ears. Fuck Biden, he been making this shit worse all year. Fuck Biden, he don't love America, and it's clear. What's worse than a liar, than a cheater, than a thief? Uh, look it up, there's proof that he's all free. Fuck Biden, you soft, you making us look weak. Fuck Biden, always looking like a pedophile creep. Holy Fuck shit, Biden. the Taliban just took over Afghanistan days after Biden pulled the troops. He working for the riches and the Clintons. I don't get it, what's the mission? He a bitch, so he won't know. There we go. Don't want copyright infringements. <laughs> did you know that I make music too? No, I did not know that. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. I, Are you um, on Apple? Sorry? Are you on the Apple? Uh, no, not quite yet. Um, I really just do it as a hobby. I'm on YouTube, though. Um, and you can find me at SJ187. Um, but I don't have any of my COVID songs on there because you don't I don't want to get know. censored. Right. And <laughs> I've... isn't that so sad that we're, we're, we have to be so afraid about <laughs> what we say because we don't want to get censored. We don't want cancel culture to come after us or anything. It's oh, yeah. So screwed up. Yeah. We could um, twerk our behinds with little G strings on and, and cuss and do all those types of things <laughs> you you can but, literally uh, sing about wop and get away with it and everybody love it and the parents are like oh yeah dude you go you go listen to that wop mm-hmm. <laughs> although i will say i'm sticking up for Nicki minaj for her standing her ground on the whole vaccine thing i give her kudos on that i may not agree with her music mm-hmm. but i agree with her standing up standing to her ground and calling cancer cultural for what they are yeah and there's a basketball player uh, i think he plays for the warriors who also uh, stood up against it and yeah I, I will definitely buy his jersey i can't remember his name though i think but i know he played for the warriors and uh, anyways, would you like to hear um well actually you know what the thing is i did use a beat though that uh, i discovered was actually stolen i didn't know it was stolen at the time when i made it so i don't know Uh-oh. maybe i won't play that <laughs> i see that you had one uploaded two weeks ago 
Shady Jane Shady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uploaded so. where? Oh, uh, on my thing. Yeah. What yeah, that's, uh, that's mine. <laughs> Soy Baracha. Soy borracha, yeah. Ah, there you go. Well, <laughs> it's yeah. like it's feminine for I'm drunk. <laughs> gotcha. Jane Shady Clean. If anybody's out there, when you're listening to this, uh, look up uh, SJ187. And if you do listen to her music, please comment and let her know that you heard her from No Filter Radio. Just curious. I want to see who's listening. I will say, though, uh, I'm not sure if you, you have your own Podbean um, subscription, whatever, but. I just learned something pretty cool is they show this map of telling you where your listeners coming from. We're actually surprisingly, cause I thought they were in severe lockdown. We're actually getting multiple listeners coming in from Australia, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. I would never think that my show would be listened to in Australia. Heck I didn't think my show was going to get more than a hundred listeners and we're already almost reaching our 1000th uh, thing. So I'm excited about that. Nice. But Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Let's see here. Let's uh, play Mad INTP. It's a minute fifty six. Is this one got stolen beat? Uh, no, that is actually my promo for my podcast that I've actually been in the making for the past like couple years. What's <laughs> going yeah, on? Go what, you got to get that podcast created. I, I've been, I've been, I, I've been getting distracted with with other. I, I've been co-hosting its doomsday podcast and you know also doing a lot of research and stuff and just kind of putting it on on hold but i i think i'm gonna launch it here in the next couple of weeks gotta gotta get it launched i never even really yeah. thought about doing a podcast the only reason why i started up a podcast is because zuckerberg there threw me in a 30-day ban i finally got pissed <laughs> off like how the hell am i gonna express what i'm feeling without being banned? you know what Fuck yeah. it. i'm creating a podcast and I'll just share the link and Facebook can't ban me that way. Nice. So let's see here. Let's go ahead and play Mad INTP or Mad NTP. That particular one is kind of abstract though. If you if you if you if you go actually to my other channel, um, me, myself, and INTP. I'll, I'll I'll put it in the chats. Then you yes, can please do look because... at the actual promo. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, so are you familiar with the 16 personality types? I am not. Okay. So it's based on the Myers-Briggs type indicator test, um, personality test. Uh, it's a four letter acronym that you get with your personality type and it gives you a compass of your cognitive functions. Um, <laughs> I know that's like a lot of big words, but. Well, that um, word after I've heard, you- heard a few times because the IEPs with one of my kids, so. Say that again. I've heard that cognitive uh, from an IEP with my mm. children. So, mm. okay. Myself an INTP. Okay. And so I like to teach people about their personality types because it helps them come to understand how they are being manipulated by media and advertisements and the government in psychological warfare, and also how you know they can succumb to being conned by criminals and manipulated uh, or, or uh, basically to protect themselves from social engineering because that's what they use. This knowledge is what they use to do just that. If you saw my house, you know I was taken over by electronics and I'm highly addicted. <laughs> <laughs> 
all the cameras, the freaking camera that I bought, the freaking electronics I bought just to do the podcast. And yeah, I asked mm-hmm. to wait for a drone for Christmas. <laughs> but let's see here. So um, when you go to the channel, uh, scroll all the way down to Mad INTP Introduction, please. See here. Oh, did I pass it? Holy crap. And it's a it's just a an edited rant of mine that I put together. I thought it was kind of I, funny. I found it but it definitely um sums I, it up in a nutshell what an INTP temp So I just found an INTP rap though. Well, no. well you could do the rap too if you want, but it's it's a short, but it's all the way at the bottom. All the about. way at the bottom. Okay, so I got to keep yeah, scrolling. This, this is Mad INTP introduction. It's about a minute and one second. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm an one idiot. year ago. Hold on, I'm an idiot. I didn't even click on your channel. There <laughs> we go. Okay, now I'm actually seeing the videos. Mad INTP introductions. That's the one. Mm, introduction. Yeah. All right, let's go for it. I'm hyper as a mother. A lot of issues fucking with me. Oh, hello. INTPs are rational as fuck. We're rational people. We're nice at first. But if you fuck the INTP, you should do acid at least once or twice. You get paranoid after that, I'm sure. Don't be giving me that good morning shit. What the fuck is up? So I'm single. Excuse me. Moving on. Fuck with us too much, we lose all rationality. Snappy and demonic. Cheers. Think I've made my point? Yeah. So I'm single. Should do acid at least once or twice. The audio completely fucked me. I literally thought I disconnected from the Bluetooth. I'm looking at the phone. I'm putting the phone up to my ear like, what the fuck? That, that was I heard it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're like, I, I was wondering if the audio even went through. I'm like, what the fuck? Was Could you that? hear it? I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I'm going through here, looking over here. Except I, I can't find the INTP. Right, hold on. Maybe if I click on the videos. Okay. Here. We're, we're going to play the rap just for the shits and giggles. Okay. We, sure. we, we we played the other rap there from Burden. Now let's play your rap. Yay. Here we go. <laughs> it is I introverted and intuitive. T is for thinker. P be perceiver. If I had it my way, I would end it with a G. Every day is Friday. You gonna get hot today with me. And she posted that. <laughs> it looks like on the shit. What the hell is that? freaking app that i'm always on because i love it tiktok no it was snapchat oh, <laughs> no no i'm snapchat. sorry actually no that was that was actually uh facebook i think either facebook or instagram so i got the like dislike comment share or is that a hold on oh that is uh that's freaking wow they changed youtube oh, you see how much i watch youtube that was actually <laughs> yeah like, i literally thought it was a <laughs> recording from freaking tiktok an app that i'm highly addicted to for some god forsaken reason i can get lost just watching those videos mm-hmm. yeah i quit doing social media uh like two days before they changed 
or uh, announced or said that they were going to, you know, invade your privacies, like really, really oh, bad. Twitter is going to get extremely bad now. Oh yeah, I never really got into Twitter. Thank goodness. So, so you you haven't um, so you haven't heard that Jack Dorsey has literally stepped down. Have you? Um, I have not. You have not. So Jack Dorsey has stepped down. Um, he has dropped off at Twitter, and um, let's see here. His new replacement. There is a. Oh man, I'm not sure if I can find it that fast here. Replacement. Let's go this way, Mark. Click on it. Okay, so his replacement is quite the interesting character. So his name is Parag Agrawal. I'm fucking butchering the hell out of that name because I <laughs> suck in English. All right, let's see. I'm going to type in his name here. Harag. There is a comment he makes that just kind of floors you a little bit and goes, okay, where are you going? Like, they do not care about the Second Amendment. That's one th not the Second Amendment, the First Amendment. It's one of the first things he said. Um... Twitter, uh, you fucker. Tweet <laughs> first amendment. I wonder what your personality type is. Oh dear God, I would be scared to know. To be honest with you, I have... I need to know. Will you please? If I, okay, I'm gonna put the link in the chats, and I would love it. I would love, love, love it if you would take this quiz and let me know what the results you got because this is what I do. Okay, this is like. I, like when I meet when I meet people in person, even on Podbean, sometimes I will type them on the spot, <laughs> and it's just fun for me, you know. And also, it it I have a newfound respect for people with this knowledge, you know. And I think you will too. I think I think that um, everybody needs to know these things so that we can um, so that we can um, I guess arm ourselves with the power of knowledge to fight against these evil forces that seem to be uh, really digging into humanity right now. Gotcha. If you post a link down there, if long, how long is the test? Do you think it takes about 10 minutes? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do it uh, after the show then and hit the latrine. And then I will. Okay. Now, let's see here. All right. So yeah. So the new Twitter CEO Prague, um, Agrawal was thrust into the spotlight Monday. Da, 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 da. Uh, from a position in a surprise decision that puts a man who once declared that the company is not to be bound by the first amendment in charge of the social media juggernaut. Agrawal was a Twitter chief technology officer until the social media giant, but oh, come on, where the, there was one that fucking, he literally said that they will censor you if they don't like what you say, mm -hmm. no matter what you say, they were going to censor you and, the only ones who are going to get through are the ones that they feel like should get their voices heard. If they well, don't it's a good thing they're giving us a heads up. Right? You know? Oh, yeah. A lot of people are already leaving them and going to um, – well, I'm still waiting for Trump's uh, freaking social media to see what that's all about. I heard, I heard, I'm curious. I heard Clapper was pretty good. Clapper, but, I've you know, Telegram is the best. Telegram is the best. I also have Parler. I really haven't been playing around with Parler too much, but I do want to get back more into Parler. And of course, I wouldn't we do Parler. I heard a lot of bad things. Really? Yeah, and um, yeah, there's been a lot of 
complications on parlor. But you know what? Honestly, I, I would be careful about any social media because if if you're someone that has an addictive personality and it's it has a lot of content that is not well see and this is just me personally, right? If it's a lot of content that that isn't going to educate you and just fuck up your um your uh uh attention spans, I highly uh recommend you know advocating for yourself and not getting into that so you know we're, we're gonna have fun here the show's only been going on for an hour 15 minutes so for everybody listening out there um sava sent me this web link we're gonna do this live on air okay okay so okay. she sent me 16personalities.com check out the website 16personalities.com number one let me uh, say what's going on crash welcome to the show we were just discussing q fever for a while and then we kind of got thrown off subject just talking about a bunch of other bullshit. um sava's curious on personality wise so she sent me this little quiz i while she was chatting i kind of already started uh but we're gonna i'm gonna tell you all the answers as we're going through this the first question it did ask me here, give me a second, my acid reflex is kicking in pretty good. Uh, you regularly make new friends. I agree to that. I uh, highly agree, I guess, because they, they got like these little three green dots, a neutral dot, and then uh, three purple dots, which goes Did you read the di- directions first? I hate directions. But it's only a couple of directions. It's just a couple of points. <laughs> Stand by. I will close out that one and reopen the test. All right, 16personalities.com. Take a personality test and get frequently accurate description of who you are and why you do things the way you do. That's the directions. No. Doesn't it say no. uh, something about, like, answer it to the best of your ability? There's no right or wrong answers. Try, try not to do the neutral one if you can. Doesn't it say that? Um, I'm, I'm just looking at the top of the page. Oh, right, okay. right above the button. Take the test. Okay. That's okay. Complete Go ahead. The test. Be yourself and answer honestly to find out your personality type. View detailed results. Learn how your personality type influences many areas of your life. Unlock your potential. Grow into the person you want to be with your optional premium profile. I ain't buying shit. Okay. <laughs> you, <laughs> you don't make, have to pay for it. You make new friends. Agree. You regularly make new friends. You spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. I agree to that. Seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too. Yeah. You know, I won't go neutral. I would say I can get a little gaspy on my eyes, especially when I'm watching return home videos. All right. So we'll go with a little green. You have to make backup plan for a backup plan. Yes. You usually stay calm even under a lot of pressure. <laughs> no. At social events, you really try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. Disagree. I am, uh, especially you get drinks of me. Boy, oh boy, I just won't shut the hell up. You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another. Yes. You are very sentimental. Yeah. You like to use organizing tools like schedules and lists. Yeah. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. Sure as hell do. I do it all the time in a grocery store. You are not too interested in discussing various... At the, oh, one second. Beer, beer brain. Give me a sec. Okay. 
You are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analysis of creative works. Someone give me a definition. Noah. I'm going to go there. All right. You usually, hey, oh shit, questions up here. You are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. You usually prefer just doing what you feel like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. Eh. You really worry about whether you make a good impression on people you meet. You enjoy participating in group activities. These questions, boy, they go detail. All right, we're, we're still taking a test here. What is happening? What the hell is going on here? I just whipped in the chest. Oh, did somebody boo him? I just realized when you guys see these dick wads post in here, please let me know so I can boot them out. Oh, yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you, though. Do you want to make me admin so I can block people? Yeah, let me uh, bring you in here because okay. I, I w wasn't paying attention to the room here. Um, let's see I, just here. Use, I just usually ignore them. There you go. I get added you to admin so they can awesome. boot up. All right. You like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation. Eh. You like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation of the. I always do that anyways. I, I Not books because I don't read. I hate reading. I like movies. Your happiness comes more from helping others accomplish things and you're accomplished. You are interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next. I agree with that. You are prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worse. You avoid leadership roles in group settings. You are definitely not an artistic type of prof. Damn straight, I'm not. Even though I've been looking at a photography, that's kind of artistic. I, I can't even speak. I gotta stop drinking beer. By the way, I'm giggling a lot at you. I, I'm just, I'm just muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> no. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less on their feelings? God damn it! A world without snowflakes. You prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax. What? Fuck you, chores. Adult, what a chores. It's called life. You enjoy watching people argue. Well, depends. Is it YouTube? You know. Eh, fuck it. We're going with that one. You tend to avoid drawing attention to yourself. I do a podcast. What the fuck? Your mood can change very quickly. Yeah, maybe. You lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you. Yeah. You often end up doing things at the last possible moment. You know what's funny about that is it all depends who is running the schedule. So we'll go there. You have always been fascinated by the question of what if anything happens after death? Yeah, damn straight I am because you never fucking know. Are we just officially dead? Is there a fucking light at the end of the tunnel? We have no clue. Do we reincarnate? You usually prefer to be around days. others. <laughs> I really wish I know. Like I watch this. I don't know. It's interesting. You usually prefer to be around others rather than on your own. Yeah. You become bored or lose interest when the discussion gets highly theoretical. Yeah, we'll go that one. You find it easy to empathize with person whose experience are very different from yours. Yeah. You learn new things. You usually postpone finalizing decisions for as long as possible. You rarely second guess the choices that you have made. 
you kidding me? I second guess, second guess every fucking choice I make. After a long and exhausting week, a lively social event is just what you need. I got fucking kids. What social event? But it would be nice. We're going to click on that one. You enjoy going to art music. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. You like to have to do a list for each day. Fucking list. It's on the brain. Then you call up, say, what did I forget? What else? What did you say we needed at the store? You really feel insecure. Oh, you rarely feel insecure. You avoid making, fuck, I, no, I love phone calls. I bitch at people that tell me to just send them text. I hate those fucking people that say, just text me. I don't answer. Me. <laughs> All right, let's see. You, If you got a cell phone, you have a cell phone for a reason. It's called a phone. You often spend a lot of time trying to understand views that are very different. Yes, I love having conversations with liberals, even though sometimes I want to strangle their necks, but I love it. In your social circle, you are often the one who contacts your friends and yes. If your plans are interrupted, your top priority is to get back on track as soon as damn straight is. I hate starting a project and not finishing it. If I have to go away because the kids go crazy, I got to get back and finish it. You are still bothered by mistakes that you made a long time ago. Uh, of course. Who isn't? You really contemplate the reason for human existence or the meaning of life. Got to reread that one. I got to try comprehending it. You rarely contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. We'll go with that one. Your emotions. Yes, it is. Your emotions control you more than you control them. You take great care not to make people look bad, even when it is completely their fault. Well, I don't know. Depends if the person shit themselves. I'm, I'm not taking the fall for it. But we'll go with that one. All right. Your personal work style is closer to spontaneous burst of energy than organized and consistent effort. When someone thinks highly of you, you wonder how long it will take for them to feel disappointed in you. You would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time. What? No, I'll fall asleep. You believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time. No one told me I was going to need a fucking dictionary to take this test. You believe that pondering abstract? Eh, we're going to hit that one. You need me to look something up for you? No, it's fine. I'm just taking a okay. while. You feel more drawn to places with busy, bustling atmosphere than quiet, intimate places. Yes. You know at a first glance how someone is feeling. Eh. Next. It did say 10 minutes. Oh, we're at 90% already. You often feel overwhelmed. Doesn't. Life is always overwhelming. You complete things methodically without skipping over any. I skip every fucking step I can. That's why I always have extra parts when I build things. You are very intrigued by things labeled as controversial. Fucking right. You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. Yeah, like passing up a big contract job because it required me to get a jab, and I figured, hey, the jab person can use it more than me. You struggle with deadlines. Yeah, like to be on time. You feel confident that things will work out for you. Why the hell not? My gender. Well, let's go there and see my results. I think you're an ISFP uh -oh. or an ISTP 
or yeah, yeah, I E S T P. I'm sorry. I am Echo November Foxtrot Julia Dash T. Okay, so um, you're an E N F J. I am. Okay, so you're turbulent. I'm an INTPT as well, so that that stands for turbulent. So the trait determines how we interact with our environment. 98% extroverted. Extraverted. (laughs) Extroverted. There we go. (laughs) 62% initiative. 38% observant. Oh, look at that. I'm only 2% introverted. Nature. 43% thinking, 57% feeling. Tactics. 56% judging, 44% prospecting. Identity is 40% assertive, 60% turbulent. This trait underpins all others showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions. Uh, the tactics, this trait reflects our approach to work, planning, and decision-making. Yeah, I guess judging I'm a business owner, I don't know. Nature, the trait determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. Energy, this trait shows how we direct our mental energy. And then mind, this trait determines how we interact with our environment. There you have it, folks. There's my results. And yeah, it's... List so... You know, the ENFJ and the INTP could literally talk for hours, if not days, about just ideas and exploring concepts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's pretty interesting relationship. Most of my friends are ENFJs, actually. <clears throat> Interesting. So yeah, I just Googled ENFJ. People with ENFJ dash T personality are extroverted. I say it right. Extroverted Uh individuals. This means that they enjoy spending their time with others. They have great social skills and are supportive of others. They have warm aura and derive satisfaction from being being of use to others. They invest their time and energy in catering to the needs of the people around them. At times, they can be hard towards themselves and criticize any mistakes they make. They do not give credit to themselves. Sometimes I do. When things go right, it is important. I'm done. I can't read no more. Why am I fucking reading? It's freaking How- what? One o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's my, it's my fault. <laughs> Maybe take that. I can damn do a little bit. <laughs> so, so oh. the the host of the It's Doomsday podcast, uh, Jester, he's actually an ENFJ as well. Is he? I have a mm-hmm. crash that wants to call in. We're going to take him in here. Okay. I'm curious. Crash, I'm bringing you in. Let's see what you got to say. And the invite is through. Oh, invite. There we go. Eventually, I'm going to get used to this. Crash, we have a took you in. Are you there? Call back in, crash. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. I just got another green bar. I don't think it's working. <laughs> hold on. Wait, I, I, you just reminded me. I do hmm. have. I, I Hold on. Hold on here. I've got the perfect thing. Oh, we're waiting for him. Waiting for him. <laughs> 
<laughs> Where are you at, Crash? All right, we're going to try it again. Here we go. Oh, there he is. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to operate this thing. There we go. It's What's happening, Crash? Welcome to the show. Well, well, thank you. Well, this is the first time I've ever called in to anybody. So I'm, I, I, I couldn't figure it out there at first. Gotcha. Uh, well, <laughs> well, well, thank you. You got kind of a neat little show there. I'm just eavesdropping. Uh, I just got home here from a bar and about ready to go to bed here. And I, well, just turned you on there. <clears throat> I appreciate it. I'm glad, glad we were able to pop your Colin Cherry. Where are you calling from, Crash? Uh, Quincy, Illinois. <clears throat> Okay. Are they requiring people to be vaccinated to enter the pubs? Oh uh, yeah, everywhere. I got I got three of them. They got, I'm seventy, so uh, and you know, a, a bunch of my old friends there. They all come down with it after they got all the damn shots, and they got some of them pretty sick. I don't I don't know if them shots do any good or not. It's a toss up, you know. I mean, you're damned if you do, and damned if you don't. I mean, the way I look at it, I keep up my immune system. Um, I'm, if you ever listen to my show and you go back and listen to my previous episodes, you're going to hear that I'm highly against the vaccine myself. My wife, my kids will not get it. My mother yeah. got it and I respect her wishes and I respect anybody's wishes. If you want to get it great, that's great to you. But what I'm seeing now, and here's an interesting stuff I forgot to tell you. So everybody knows they just recently allowed the vaccine for the children, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So last year during the whole COVID spike, the schools had, you know, random cases here and there. It's like two kids from the high school, zero from the other. Next week, maybe a kid from the other school. This week alone, we just got an email stating that multiple kids in all the schools within our district got infected with COVID. Oh, my God. And this is wow. after kids are allowed to be vaccinated. Well, yeah. Well, they say that if you get vaccinated, you can still get it and spread it. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what the hell good it does. Well, you know, here in Quincy, Illinois, they uh, on TV here, everybody's out shooting deers right now. They got a million of them out there, and and they uh, do a, a nostril test on them deers for uh, something called wasting disease. Well, they found out that all the deers they tested had the COVID virus in them in their noses. Same thing as humans get. And I thought, well, now ain't that something? They was telling the deer hunters to be careful when they was dressing the deers because well most most of them had the damn virus <laughs> i invite you crash um tomorrow whatever um to re-listen to the show we actually were just talking about this q fever and i think you'd find it quite interesting especially what you were just talking to us about i think you'd find quite interesting if you listen to the show um from the beginning later on all right all right have you heard about q fever ever caused no. by coxilla bernetti Nope. Okay. Yeah, I figure if he goes back in the show, it'd be fantastic. Um, also, for all my listeners who are listening in, you know, we are talking about different multiple things. Uh, I am not a doctor, nor do I ever want to be one, even though the money would be nice. I probably actually get days off from owning my business, but I'm not. But the frontline doctors who I've been following have a great regimen for everybody. Um, I've been taking this daily, and I can tell you that everybody in my house has been sick. My Both my teenagers have been hit with covid They've recovered, and I gave them the same regimen that I'm taking now. But no one in my house takes this vitamin regimen daily. My wife, my two youngest, have gotten that nasty cold that's going around pretty bad. I take Coracetrin, 500 milligrams daily. 
I take a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, 123 micrograms of uh, Delta three, which is vitamin D. And I also take 50 milligrams of zinc. I take this daily and I've yet to been sick. We'll see though. You, like, you want to hear my secret? And I, I've yet to be, be sick either. And I work with the public every day. Um, my secret is I don't take anything extra, but I give no more shits. <laughs> oh, 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 oh my. See, so like fear my, like is the worst is, is the worst toxin. Fear and anger and, and sadness is the worst toxin that you can give your body. Well, the funny just, part is, I told my wife, though, I'm waiting to see if we do get sick in the next 10 days. Um, we just went to a store. It's called Five and Below in here. We had to go get stocking stuffers and stuff like that. And the line was literally from the cashier all the way to the don't back do of the that door. To yourself. Don't anticipate no. getting sick because your mind is a very powerful thing. And, you it know, is. sickness is. is really just your body detoxing. You know that, right? It is. Yep. Oh, no. Yep, yep. So just That's detox. You'll be fine. So, so one way that I detox is I take a detox bath. And so I put one to two cups of baking soda and one to two cups of Epsom salt in a bath. And I soak for about 30 minutes. And I do that twice a week. Interesting. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. And I don't live a very healthy lifestyle. I don't exercise. I drink a lot of beer. I smoke weed. I eat anything I want to. I go in public. I don't wear a mask because I have um, too much knowledge to, to do so. <laughs> and I, you know, I would like to breathe the oxygen as I would like everybody else to breathe the oxygen. So, so people come to me and they're like, oh, you don't care about anybody else because you're not protecting them from you. I'm like, actually, I am trying to protect them from wearing this mask all the time because that is very bad for you. And and sickness and decay occurs in low oxygenated areas or environments. Okay. And plus your nose has a lot of recurring bacteria in it. You don't want that enclosed with your mouth all day, especially when you keep touching your mask, moving it around and not changing it out every hour. You know, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody what? here in Quincy wears masks in the bars. Uh, Nobody does. Yeah, good nobody for them. does. Good, uh, good. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. I mean, it's kind of a rare thing to see. Some of the stores made us wear them there for a while, but they all quit doing that. Good. <laughs> you know, I yeah, do it's funny. Them. Everybody else keeps wearing the masks, but I'm the only one who does it. And no one says anything to me anymore because I, I'll, I will shut them right down. <laughs> oh, my. I won't wear a mask. I mean, I am taking vitamins, but I am also taking a diet because I was quite fucking fat, and I've lost over 60 pounds since wow, I've done it. But my you. diet's easy. It's everything I like, yep. meat, cheese, and veggies. Yes. Nice. Hey, good. If I can eat meat, cheese, and veggies all day long, drink a beer like once or twice a week, and smoke a little bit of my grown that I grew out in the backyard <laughs> here and there, I'm good to go. Because <laughs> the great thing about Maine is it's legal here. So, Well... Well, in Illinois, well, in Illinois, it's kind of sort of legal. You medical. can have, well, if you got, you can have six plants if you got a medical card. Uh, but a lot of people without medical cards still grow their own. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
It's one of those things I believe it should be legalized federally anyways. Uh, that is one thing I do agree with. I've seen it help quite a bit of people in the past, especially people with addictions. They've um, you know, transferred their addiction from alcoholism and went to weed instead and make it worked out great. And I've also seen great medicinal See, I don't believe in addiction. I believe in unresolved issues. Interesting. Well, well you know, here – one of the things that's kind of bad, I got some grandkids and stuff, and they buy that damn high potency shit, and it really screws them up. And I've told them, you know, smoking pot, that ain't a problem. But that shit they sell them kids nowadays, my God, it just, wax. well, it not Yes, and most of them, regular pot, they don't even want it. They say, well, this ain't got no kick. Well, the thing is, when you're a young kid you got to learn about life and stuff and they're pretty uh mushy <laughs> i mean her minds don't work well, very you know, good the thing is that wax though is they're also burning with um, butane so you're not just inhaling you're not just inhaling the pot you're also inhaling the butane as well coming in well i think it's hurting i think it's hurting the kids i uh i i mean i i don't i wouldn't outlaw it but the, i don't know if they really educate kids on the use of drugs you know if you, if you use them sensible you know they're not bad no they're they're too worried right now on crt oh yeah <laughs> they're more they right. want to be more focused on crt right now than they are with anything else i'll tell you when i was in high school we learned everything from pot we learned everything from cocaine and all that fun jazz and you know, we were, we even had sex ed, the appropriate sex ed, which is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. remember having a condom on a fucking banana when I was in high school. I asked my kids, yeah, my daddy looked at me like I had 20 eyes. Yeah. I think that federally funded schools don't really, really teach kids about real life. I think it kind of, kind of screws them up and they have to learn it the hard way. Um, like that, like sex ed, they should have had like young people, like young parents come in and tell them what life is really like when you end up having a kid. Exactly. I mean, they didn't do that a whole lot. <laughs> I mean, I had my first son with C because he's 21 years now and I am 41. So I had my first kid when I was 19, well, 20. And yeah, my wife was at the time she was 16. Plus, you know what? I think one of the other causes of, of, of drug abuse is lack of education. And if those kids knew exactly what they were doing to their bodies, they may have the ability to think twice about it. Um, and well, yeah, right. like, like well, yeah. Well, I was thinking like when I was a kid, you kind of started out with low powered stuff, and right. uh, I never really seen any. I never seen any really good pot. Well, until I went overseas. Mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. So good I mean, so, well, I, I I I heard of them, but I never seen any when I was a kid. And I grew some myself there. I sent off for one of them kits a few years ago, and uh, you know, hell, it was 150 bucks, and it was simple as hell. I need to. I want to get another one because. Well, those <laughs> they're still mostly in the refrigerator, been in there for two or three years now. I'll tell you what, I was a little scared to eat them. I ate one or two of them. You need a guide. You know, well, I, I, I don't know. I, I know they won't kill you, but 
they just made me feel kind of funny. And I, I was just scared I, of them. I so. would be very careful. Um, the, I think the worst thing that can happen is you have an unresolved emotional issue that that will be triggered during your high or even oh, after yeah. your high. Yeah, yeah um, people exactly. have been known to attempt suicide um, after, yeah. like the day yeah. after. Yeah, because yeah. shrooms Sometimes. activate on your feelings. So if you're happy, you'll yeah. have a happy trip. If you're sad, you'll have a sad trip. Yeah, well, I, like I said, I experimented with them just a little bit, and I just got scared of them. So I just, I just put them in a quart jar and stuck them in the Make tea with them and sip it. Well, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was eating them. I was just chewing them up. And, and I was just like a, just one or two little ones. I mean, they weren't very damn big at all. And they, well, just kind of. But anyway. I've experimented <laughs> hey, with psychedelics pretty heavily in my time. If you yeah, ever have any questions, well, let me know. <laughs> well, uh, well, I know when I was in the service over in Vietnam there, we had some acid and stuff. And I'll tell you what, that really scared the shit out of me. Because uh, it, it seemed like I'd break, break into multiple personalities or something. Oh, yeah. And, It'll become and an yeah, well, you know, that's, that scared me. So I really have stayed away from LSD and psilocybin and that kind of stuff ever since. It, so, it didn't hurt me, but it just scared me. Just hey, Crash. Hey. Number uh, one, th thank you for your time in the jungle. And what was your MOS? <laughs> oh, I was uh, I, I was in the Navy. Um, we was in a boat, in a boat on the rivers and such. Hey, right. I'm going to get off. I'm getting, cause I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm getting awful tired. It sure has been fun meeting you guys, and nice I'll, I'll tune you in. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a good evening here. All right. Take care. Yeah. Um, take care. Bye bye. Now, it's kind of funny how we were just talking about drugs and addiction um, and how you were saying that. I actually do have a show coming up another time. Um, actually, with my sister in law, we're going to talk about how she went from um, life living on the streets. Um, living off of heroin and so forth to now being a drug counselor and actually straighten her life all the way around. Nice. Uh, so that's going to be coming up in the near future. We were going to use that on genuine gab, which was another podcast that I had, but a genuine gab didn't really go anywhere. And I, mm -hmm. I really sad thought about it. I said, you know what? Genuine gab is the same thing as no filter radio interviewing people, having a conversation, people having a good time. So why not just tie everything into no filter radio and make the comedy one? And that's why we uh, started up a bad news caller. So remember, people, go to the website and give me some freaking submissions so I can have some fun with people. I want to call some people and give them some messages. Even if I got to tell them that their breast stinks or the last time <laughs> they walked out of their bathroom, their asshole scared about 50 people. I want shit like that. Oh, geez. I want, so, I want the good stuff. Give me a, an example of what a submission oh. entails. I can do that. Let me open up my uh, my email thing here. I just archived a couple of uh, calls, but let's see here. Let me go to inbox. Let's see if I can figure this out. So I got like this little app from all the submissions coming to my website. It's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Hey, I, I would love to share my um, my acid adventures and um, experiences <laughs> if you ever want to have that topic. Because I, I, I used LSD pretty heavily um, in my early 30s. Hey, conversations, conversation. We'll definitely have you back on the show. I know Justin is, I think he's itching to get on the show. He, poor guy, because of my work schedules, like 
in his because he delivers for FedEx. So his work <laughs> schedule freaking drives goes crazy with mine. So I'm trying to pull up the archive right now. Give me one second here. I'm actually, you know what? I'm going to go to the okay. website on my computer. It's a great thing about this. The funny part is my computer keeps telling me it wants to reboot itself, but it's going to wait because I'm upgrading, I guess, to the new Windows. God help me. I'm going to be so... You know what would be really fun for me on my my show that I will eventually launch, <laughs> Mad INTP? I would love to have all my ENFJ friends just be on the panel and just like put them in front of each other. Kind of like, you know how they put like Furbies in front of each other and they just start talking to each other. <laughs> I think that would be really, really fun for me. <laughs> it might be an interesting, uh, an interesting yeah. thing there. All right, here we go. So this is loading on this part here. So okay. I'm going to give you an example in just a second. How do I find, come on, oh, archive, haha, <laughs> motherfuckers. What do you, wait, no, I have, I did not delete them. Uh-oh. Where are they? Oh, I'm going to get pissed. Aha, found them. All right, here we go. So I, I, I called this guy named James. Uh, his buddy John wanted me to send him a message. And my message to James was, John wants you to know that it's a bad, I uh, want you to know that it's bad news. You are so damn beautiful and it's ruining his relationship with his wife. Um, wow. There's another one that says, John. So they're not anonymous? Oh, no, no. He, this is just John being John. He he wanted to just, I know this guy personally. Um, he was just trying to get his buddies hyped up. <laughs> um, so I can't have you anonymously call my boss and be like, you're a horrible boss and you should let oh, your okay. assistant take your job. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we don't do anonymous. Uh, saves uh-huh. us from the whole prank call type of thing. <laughs> um <laughs> And then I got another John to his buddy Tio uh, says we can't be friends anymore. Can't be friends anymore because I want to take it to the next level. Let's get married. Um, mm. And then my son sent one in. My son sent one into his friend Gavin, and wanted me to tell his friend Gavin that your birth certificate's an apology, an apology letter for the condom ca- uh, condom factory. <laughs> so you know it's just random shit like that 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 they have me do. Um, we're trying to build it up. Well, we'll see where it goes in the near future. But I'm looking at this timer. Holy shit. I can't believe it's been two hours. You know, I've had a piss. Time always flies on here on Podbean, I swear. Well, I was sitting there looking at the time like, okay, it's one hour and 10 minutes into the show. I got to pee. We're going to end in about five minutes. And I look at the time (laughs) and said, fuck, I knew this piss was starting to feel even worse because we're an hour and 48 minutes in now. (laughs) I was going to play some Grand Theft Auto. I'm not sure. It's only 119. Maybe I can get some GTA in on the whole freaking role-playing crap yeah i got addicted to that damn kids mm. yeah it's kind of interesting playing role-playing i'm trying to be become a cop mm. and they train you it's interesting mm, really? these guys like oh yeah they literally bring you through a training session you got to go in and learn how to do these pit stops with your sergeant it's like what the fuck and then wow. and then you got to go on a ride along is there a COVID strike team forming on there too? I don't think so. No, but I, I did get booted for stealing a cop car. And I, I was curious why I was like, if this is role play <laughs> in real life, criminals steal cars. Yeah. And you guys were chasing after that fucking suspect through the damn field. And the cop left his door open. I said, Hmm, I want to drive it. And they well, booted me. They, we've got a new listener. It says, we've got something to say. 
I know. Enter the live studio. What have you got to say? And who's we, by the way? <laughs> right. I'm just hoping you're not one of those racist pricks. Mm. Oh, and Jill is on here too. Jill, Hi, Jill, if you're still here. Jill left already, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> just checking on us. Has three followers, and they're following six. Hmm. Who's their followers? Maybe it's the We Crew. All right, let's see. <laughs> oh, I can't pull that up, can I? Oh, We're shit. Being so nosy. We are. I'm looking at you now, so let's see. <laughs> You're, That's yeah. an interesting... Um, uh, 100-yard alchemist. Okay, I know who that is. Come, uh, Cartagen. I, I, I just know the word come that came out of that name. C-U-M-C-R-G-T. <laughs> Hmm. Uh, let's see. And this WAP doesn't lie. <laughs> this wrong yeah. ass pussy. I met, I met this WAP uh, the other night, I think. Did you? Yeah. Anyways, we a... got something to say. Thank you for joining in, but you literally joined in when the show is just about to end. Because if I hold this piss in any longer, I'm going to be asked tomorrow morning <laughs> why my dining room smells like piss and my chair is soaked. Well, you know what? We've got a couple of minutes. Go ahead and call in and I'll I'll just me mediate while you go do your thing. How about that? I would love to meet. We got something to say. I'd love to hear what you have to say. <laughs> well, well, but it's up to you. It's your show. It's your show. I'll invite him in. As long as okay. I know my outro is like, uh, see, my outro if it tells me how long my outro is one second here let me find out uh they didn't want to join oh darn they, they don't, they don't have you don't have anything to say they don't have nothing to say and for those well, who are listening on apple and spotify wondering what the fuck we're talking about we are live on Podbean. Download the app in uh, Find No Filter Radio. Subscribe to me. You'll get notifications when we go live. And you'll actually know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, so we're seeing the, somebody in the chat. They call themselves. We got something to say. And they don't have anything to say. They lie to us. They fucking lied. I think I got something for them. Story of my life. No, I don't want that button. <laughs> Whoa. Well, nope, not that one either. <laughs> no one. No, not that one. Uh, That's that a one. weird fart. That was a monster. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Yep. All right. So uh, you know what? We got something to say. I did not get my public service announcement out yet today. Uh, I've got to get my public service announcement out. But, and this goes along with what we were talking about earlier. Okay. Here we go. Every year, an outstanding amount of people lose their teeth all because of smoking crack. If you want to keep your teeth strong and shiny, there's only one simple thing to do. Don't smoke crack. Smoking crack is bad. So the next time you find yourself with a crack pipe in hand, remember, if you love your teeth, please don't smoke crack. Damn, this good shit! There's Just a try it one time, though. <laughs> Just, just lace it in the herb. I tried it. I didn't like it. Uh oh. So I didn't do it again. <laughs> my, my computer almost went to sleep on me. Said I walked away. <laughs> my computer is tripping. What a passive aggressive. I, I think because my switchboard said the word crack, my computer thought it took it. 
It's like, not again. Right. <laughs> oh, man, I got to get some more sound clips. I got to find some Transformer sound clips. So when I'm talking about Omicron, I have Transformer for it. <laughs> you mean the moronic variant? Because if you switch yes. the numbers or the letters around, it spells moronic. Or better yet, it's actually supposed to be... Um, it's supposed to be Zai, I believe, ain't it? But they couldn't oh. do it. Jing. It's supposed to be Jing, but they couldn't do it because of the um, related to the Chinese president. Mm. That's why it's Omicron. They skipped over it. Mm. <laughs> but all right, we are number one. Sava, it has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming in so late to do this show with me. Absolutely. Um, Thank you for having gonna- me and allowing me to talk about q fever which everyone should look up it's the same exact thing as covid19 very well could be the culprit could be we shall wait and see what other shows we can come up with in the time being because i think i'm going to be having a lot of late shows for a while Mm. but let's get this started well let's get this ended with my outro give you guys all my contact information before good night but before the outro goes please check out bad news caller okay.com oh shit press the button mark there we go you've been listening to no filter radio we live in an awesome country that provides freedom of speech and this show obviously takes full advantage of that. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you had fun along the way, too. We know we did. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, get everything you may need at nofilterradio.net. That's nofilterradio.net. Till next time. Give them hell. Bye bye. That just sounded awful. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh my gosh. Okay, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs>